Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. We're here with a special guest, Julia Alexis. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, glad you could uh, make it. And you're three hours behind over in Oregon. So, yeah, how's it going over there right now? Portland, Oregon has been wonderful. Um, definitely a little rainy, but we've had some sunny days, which is always <laughs> a pleasure in the winter time. But yeah, nothing quite like the PNW. Yep. And the sunny days are big in winter because, I mean, something I've always struggled with is seasonal depression. We are well familiar with seasonal depression over here. Yes, it stays pretty rainy. Um, but lately, the last week, it's been fairly sunny, a little false spring and um, or false summer. And then it'll probably be cold and rainy again, but we'll take what we can get. Yeah, exactly. So for everyone listening, I met... And you go, is it Julia Alexis or Julia? You can just call me Julia. Okay. Um, so I met Julia. Well, we went to Covenant Day together for, I guess I was in high school and she was middle or elementary school, but um, met her, what, two months, three months ago at the barn, um, the men's group um, that meets Tuesday nights in Fort Mill. She came and spoke and I've mentioned her before and finally able to connect and get her on the podcast to share her story uh she's an amazing artist um like i said covenant day from charlotte and moved to oregon um and how long have you been there again and you know you'll share and talk about that but yeah i moved um kind of unexpectedly moved at the end of 2020 so fall of 2020 okay and been out there um and you've been partnered with the church is that right? Or working with the church as well, going out? Not necessarily working no. with doing some art stuff, um, but I go to Bridgetown Church, which is Bridgetown. yeah, a great community out here. Cool. And I'll let you share your story and we'll go on as many rabbit holes as we go on. <laughs> but yeah, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at now and just kind of childhood and yeah. That's a broad topic, but here we go. <laughs> I'll keep it reined in. But. <laughs> well, yeah, first of all, thanks for um, just your mission of this podcast. It's been really cool to just hear you be able to share your story through it, and um, but also allow other people to have a platform as well to share their stories of um, either recovery or, or triumph and victory and all that. So um, it was really cool to meet you and also the Barn Brothers. and Yes. Um, I don't think I would have uh, imagined that being one of my first speaking engagements um, as a 23-year-old female artist. Um, well, you did well. You did well. Walking into a large house that is very decorated as a barn um, yes. with, what, 40, 50 men ranging from 25 to 85. Um, yep. <laughs> so it was definitely um definitely a god thing and um it's been really neat to just see the way that um the men received my story and also my art and um the way it kind of planted seeds and um I feel like the Lord is still cultivating those seeds um even today. Yeah, cuz we got you on the podcast and sharing your story and getting your artwork and your uh, mission and what you're doing out there kind of on this platform podcast and letting our listeners hear your story and 
how you got to where you are today and how the Lord called you to Oregon and what you're doing out there. And in the barn at the barn brothers, you talked about a seven piece series you did that um, you can speak about in a little bit. And how, what brought you or how did you go from Charlotte to Oregon? Just what was, what all was that like? And yeah, so a little bit of backstory is I, um, Grew up, um, as we said, in Matthews, North Carolina, went to Covenant Day my entire life um, and then went to UNC Charlotte. So stayed Charlotte local and had the graduation date of May 2020, which, as we all know, <laughs> COVID, the whirlwind. Um, <laughs> so was an RA that year and was sent home. Um, we were all sent home from school around in March, I guess, right after our spring break. And so I lived with my mom for the rest of uh, senior year. Mm-hmm. And kind of in that time, I, you know, it was complete lockdown and, and quarantine. And so yeah. I picked up my paintbrushes um, again. And I've always, I've always gravita- gravitated towards art, but now I didn't have really, I didn't have anything in the way. Um, and had nothing but time and quarantine. And so my mom and I would just paint and work and do schoolwork. And, um, and is she really, an artist as well? She is. She's okay. an artist. So we had transformed our entire front living room into an art studio. Oh, uh, wow. You have to yeah. send me pictures of that. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely credit my upbringing to my mom and my aunt who are both artists and just being able to see the impact of art in their lives and also maybe not train with them but just being able to see them as artists and and of course look up to them Um, and grow into your own artist exactly and so i feel like 2020 really both gave me the time um, to focus on it, but also just re-emphasized my passion for art. And so while I was still in school that spring, I, of course, was doing more art and then also decided I wanted to, um, well, February of 2020, before all the lockdown happened, mm-hmm. I decided I was not going to look for jobs after school and I was going to take um, a little bit of a gap summer. Okay. Ironically, it seems like everybody took a gap summer. Um, I did as well. And I graduated in 13. So, yeah. So I think that was another just blessing that I wasn't, I knew so many people that had job offers that were rescinded um, during COVID. Um, So that was nice that I was just, I had already made the decision that I was going to do freelance uh, marketing and design um, after school. And during COVID, I started having more and more time to paint and work on freelance stuff. And I'm a bit of a go big or go home person. So the freelance turned into an agency with two other partners. So at that point I was then working remote, graduated, I say with air quotations because (laughs) you walked across zoom or whatever. It was just, I don't, I was like, Oh, today's graduation date, I guess. (laughs) And I think I got a diploma in the mail a month or so later. Um, I don't even know where it is at this point. So well, don't worry, because when I walked across the stage, I still didn't get a diploma. It was still mailed to me and I had to sit through a two hour (laughs) lecture that I was falling asleep to. But I still still love App State. (laughs) Um, 
But so that kind of catches you up to um, where I was um, summer. Uh, I was working remote and I was painting and um, it kind of seemed like a now or never opportunity to do a cross country road trip. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, hmm, what if I just do this? And so I started planning for it. and August of 2020, um, decided I wanted to take off and paint in the national parks and kind of, uh, pay my way park to park and sell postcards of the painting, like, uh, plein air, um, is French for open air painting. So I, I sold my art in the national parks to that's awesome to the next one. So that kind of got me. Um, that at least got me through the country. And I did that for almost um, from August until October, where I had planned to live or I had planned to stop in uh, Portland and see some friends from when I had lived there the summer before in 2019 for an internship. And so I decided I'd get a room for a month with some friends and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> I <just> never left. <laughs> You're still there. Well, you came back and visited, but <laughs> I do. I definitely come back and visit all my family. But I guess that there's a lot more detail to that. But it was definitely the Lord's tugging at my heart to yeah. go to Portland, and I I kind of fought it because I a couple of reasons. If I felt like I was I would be stepping back rather than progressing forward by going to a place like had already, I already felt like I had done and finished, mm-hmm. stepped away from, um, but the Lord really worked and moved, um, in my life in 2019. Um, when I lived there for that summer and I felt like he was, he was like, you, that was just the beginning, like go back and <laughs> he was tugging. Um, he was tugging. Little did I know what a whirlwind <laughs> the year following that would look like. So that's what got me to Portland. So a question I have is, did you make more than enough to get across country? Or like, is that when you're like, how did that expand your artwork? Because you're traveling across country. So your artwork is played and seated in across the country. Like, like, how did that cultivate and help? And then also, you know, face to face with people that you're sharing your art with and interacting with you know, maybe a couple minutes or in depth, but talk about that maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, the first question was, did it fully fund? Is that, was that the question? Yeah. That was just, did it fully fund? And I'm, my guess is it probably funded more than enough. Um, yes and no. I think I was still very much a, a starving artist with some rice and beans. Is I, I, I travel minimally, and not bougie, you know, I just camped. Um, didn't I was, you and your dad fix the van up or so? I feel like I remember you saying that. Or... Yeah, we um, we built a platform in the back of my RAV4 and we kind of MacGyvered some things um, around my RAV4. So I just stealth camped uh, throughout the whole country unless I stayed with some uh, friends or family along the way. But um, yeah, when you when you're just living in nature life isn't too expensive (laughs) no and it's it's more peaceful and 
it's easier when you don't, I mean, there's a lot of stress you're paying your way across country, but looking back first place that pops in your head, where was the most meaningful, memorable stop you had? There's a lot of them, but I think two that that come to mind, I, the Grand Tetons were the most serene for me. It was, I, I didn't have I kind of had mapped out a lot of my trip, but I gave a lot of wiggle room days and I was in the Grand Tetons and was able to just stay there for a few days and watch the sunrises and sunsets all along the the mountains or the rivers. Um, And so I feel like that was a really special time. And then the Bonneville Salt Flats was just like such a feeling of freedom to go. I don't know if you're familiar with those. I'm not. I was about to say, what is enlighten me? It is West. I believe it's West of Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's just, um, it's where they actually do, uh, they test uh, like the fastest cars in the world, I think. Oh, okay. Just salt flats, like miles and miles and miles, maybe hundreds of miles. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But miles. But miles. (laughs) And you can go and you can take your car on it and you can just. How fast did you get? Well, my little rav could only, I, it was like pushing it at like 110. And I was hey, like, 110 still fast. Like, yeah, so um, I listened to Sweet Disposition with all my windows down at 110 miles an hour on the salt flat. And now it's just like, you can't beat that. You know, it's straight no. from. <laughs> it's exhilarating. Yes. So you get to Oregon, you said end of October, correct? Middle, yes. Middle of October. Because you said you were staying for a month. So when did it kind of transition into, all right, this is going to be full time now? Yeah, so um, I was feeling the tug to go back to Portland. And so I was like, okay, God, like I'll go, I'll, I'll go for a month. At this point, I'm, of course, working remote and doing art. And so I moved into a house, into a basement room with, Four other people. It was two brothers and another girl, and I lived in the basement and like of a three-story house. So I had met them the summer that I lived in Portland for an internship. So we kind of were familiar with each other, but um, of course, got to know each other a lot better after that. Yeah. Uh, and then I was coming up on my one month of being there. And I was actually in a car accident with the car. I had just driven across the country um, Wow! and no other car was um, damaged. No one was injured, but my car was completely totaled by a sprinter van. I'm not always someone to like, see, I don't see everything as like a sign from the Lord, but it was definitely very much of like, as I was starting to kind of plan my next leg of the trip away, it was like that, that's my escape mobile basically Um, so I then didn't have I wasn't able to get another car just because I was searching for the right one until end of January at that point so one month turns into three months and at that point I think that I was still I was like okay I can still be here but it wasn't like I was committed to Portland. I was still kind of thinking of like, oh, when I leave this and this, when I do that, like there still was hesitation of my time there. So tell us a little bit about your artwork and what you're doing now, what you've been doing since 
you arrived um, and kind of permanently planted uh, in Oregon and um, what you're doing exactly. And yeah. Yeah. So I would say in the midst of, of all that from, of course, the cross country travel and that alone, when you are literally when you're alone for that period of time, of course, you're going to be like asking questions. I need to be people. <laughs> well, that, but also I think it's just such a transformative time or it was such a transformative time for myself, my relationship with the Lord of that was, that was like all I had. <laughs> a lot of growth. Yeah. Um, um, and so when I got to Portland, um, I came, I think it was about two weeks before the second shutdown of COVID and the irony, I will say, especially with you being, are you in, are you in Charlotte area or are you yeah. in South? Uh, Charlotte Cotswold. Okay. So the irony of me leaving the South, which was fairly, you know, opened up and a little less COVID conscientious, then I moved to the absolute most shut down city of the country. So that alone on top of the weather and on top of being feeling very displaced and on top of a car accident and feeling so isolated and everything, it kind of spiraled me into depression and just a, a fairly dark place that I didn't even realize. I like, I just couldn't even grasp where I was. And yet I felt like I couldn't leave for some reason. Well, one, I didn't have a car, but um, <laughs> it was keeping I, you there. <laughs> but I also, I was like, I had kind of mentally, I'm just a, uh, when I commit, I commit hard. And I was like, I've committed to this place. And um, so I felt like I had to see it through. Um, but in the midst of that, I feel like the Lord, he pursued me in a way that I've never been pursued before and really just had a fresh encounter with him through a whole that. I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast. But, um, we'll have so, you back on. <laughs> so I think after that, um, and this was that was around spring of um, early spring of 2021 of just feeling completely rebroken by the Lord, like purposely broken and to be made new. And with backstory, like I've grown up Christian my whole life. And of course went to covenant day, which is a, a private Christian school, the lions, the lions. But I feel like it was not until that moment of actual encounter with the Lord and feeling his like overwhelming and holy presence that you were just kind of awestruck by how unholy I was um, and how holy of a being he was. And it's something it's so difficult to explain, which I know exactly what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. And it's, it's completely life altering too. It's like you then drop every, I felt like I, every desire of mine shifted. And it was almost in my search for trying to figure out what home meant to me. It was as if he called me home and that I was like, I felt for the first time, a sense of true belonging and home when he called me. So I think after that, that's kind of what, and the month kind of following that was a lot of just rediscovering, rediscovering a true relationship with him of not this, not this like Sunday school version of it, or maybe a lot of like, or like not a superficial version. A raw version. A raw version. Yeah. Like one where you're going to change and grow. You're not going to be 
surface level. Yeah. So after that, I went into just like this huge period of, I feel like a lot of healing, like the Lord was just kind of pulling back layers after layers of family healing or um, like childhood um, trauma healing, pain, um, all of that, and like making me new. And so if you look at the seven painting series, long story short, or long I story short, <laughs> this, that's where kind of that was birthed is out of that time. Um, wow. I that was spring of 2021 and I was re-baptized April awesome. of 2021 in the Willamette river, which is the river that splits Portland. So that alone to me is really cool. That's uh, awesome. That's special. In a, in a like dark and dirty city to just have the yeah. waters made holy. And then the day after I was baptized, I went to an artist retreat where I was there for a month and a half. And I started the series my Ebenezer and it, I lived in a cabin in the woods. I'm having, I feel like it's <laughs> with me being like alone in the woods. Uh, Sounds like a movie. <laughs> um, so I live, it was at the, um, in the Cascade mountains of Washington. I had been accepted and, um, I started that series and now almost what, nine months later. And you it, just finished it a couple, what? Two months ago or a couple weeks? I finished it in, it took me several months. I want to say October. October? And then it was in a small show in Oregon um, in November. Where is that seven part series? Mm -hmm. Oh, and a little bit of context. The reason it's called My Ebenezer, um, for those who aren't familiar with an Ebenezer, is it is a term... Ebenezer means stone of help, and it occurs a few times in the Old Testament where a stone or a, something would be created in remembrance of what the Lord had done. So like in Joshua, when they crossed the Jordan River from a land of deliverance to a land of inheritance, the Lord parts the Jordan River, and then they stack 12 stones as a sign or for generations to come to kind of look back and be like, oh, this is where the Lord did his miracles. Like, and this is what he's brought us from. So that seven part series and it's chronological um, is my Ebenezer. So it's been really cool to see that series that I felt like was both, I felt, I mean, the series was for myself, but it's been beautiful to see the Lord use the series as seeds is kind of what I feel called into is just to be a seed planter and the Lord cultivates those seeds in his own timing couldn't agree more yeah so what are you working on now partially uh fun paintings of just things that i want to paint um and also things that i feel like the lord has been teaching me lately um so the other day i did one on um kind of the concept of heart work um and just I think it's been a cool um, concept I'm stepping into is just painting images from the Lord or just what I feel like he's showing me, teaching me through my own growth or through community. Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about, you know, kind of outside of art for a little bit, but real quick, where can people view, you know, your art or purchase your art? Can how can they get in contact with you about that? 
That's super sweet. Um, they can look at my art on my website, which is www.julialexis.art. Um, or um, another easy way is just through Instagram, which is julialexis.art. <laughs> and I'll post some stuff, but julialexis.art. And there's a link in your bio for your website. Yes. And, nice there's, and easy. Also, yes, there's also a link in the bio to um, the blog on that Ebenezer series too, if anybody's interested in seeing it or reading more about it. Y'all need to go check it out. I've seen it. So go check it out. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> so anything else before we wrap up, um, you want to share any advice, you know, triumphs, um, struggles that people might be going through that you've gone through that someone might need to hear or is any kind of closing words or wisdom you want to share? Great question. I think one thing that comes to mind is just um, on the concept or topic of vocation. And I feel like people can see the art side of, of me and like the way that I'm able to portray my relationship with the Lord or things that the Lord is teaching me through art. Um, and so people see, can like almost put that on a higher pedestal of being like, oh, I wish like I could, I wish I could do that for like missions work or something like that. But I feel like there's such a call that you can be in the mission field in any vocation. 100%. And I think, yeah, it does not matter. While art is, is maybe one that's a little bit more like in your face sometimes, um, <laughs> like you can be just as impactful in your day-to-day -day accounting life or as an insurance agent or, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's as a, as a mom, of course, as a pastor, as like, there's, as a barber, I don't know. It's yeah. like there is opportunity everywhere for the Lord to use you. You just have to say yes. Could not agree more. I mean, I've been since graduating college, I was told I did an internship at the YMCA prior to graduating. And they said, well, you can come back until you find a real job. I was like, bet. I can enjoy my senior year party, do whatever. I don't have to worry about finding a job. And that's kind of when, you know, stuff really started or started to get noticeable for other people, things, events, and, you know, just bounced from job to job. And that took a toll on my mind. You know, you're a failure. You can't hold down a job. You can't do this. And am I in the job? or career now no but it's been a blessing because of what happened last year and the opportunity that i'm still able to be there and just seeing my relationship with kc cultivate and grow this podcast and whether one person hears it or a million people hear it someone hopefully will hear something from your story from other guests and be able to resonate with that and let it sit with them and realize, okay, I'm not the only one going through this. Other people are, Yeah, I can get through this, you know, and it was a long, dark path for me to get to where I'm at now, but I've seen him and know he's real because of um, events and places he's taken me. And just like you said, just that feeling, just when you know, you know, kind of, <laughs> um, yeah. So well, I just want to thank you again for coming on and taking time out of your busy uh, day.
to share and talk with us um, about your story and artwork and kind of what you're up to. So yeah, thank you. It's such an honor. And I just want to encourage you and KC to just keep planting the seeds. Like you said, you never know the way that it's going to resonate with people. And even if it changes one person's life, to me, that's worth it. I'm it's sure one to, person, you know? Yep. One person is more than, you know, nobody. So if I can make a difference in one person in life, that's, that's very meaningful. Well, uh, thank you again, um, everyone. Uh, this is episode 14 of the rabbit hole show. Uh, stay tuned uh, for more content and I'll post um, julialexis.art uh, links and uh, her Ebenezer series. Uh, so thank you all again. And Julia, thank you again. Um, yeah, thank you, Julia. Thank you. All righty. Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for more. All righty. Thank you all.